This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know the economy is reopening, and we're really seeing higher inflation. On today's show, we're going to outline how this could impact your financial security and retirement, and we're going to offer you some general solutions as well. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is here, of course. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Kevin is an investment advisor representative, uh, Silverleaf Financial, of course, of course, where you find him. Uh, better than 30 years in the business, a, a fiduciary and independent. Um, all of those things that we want in an advisor. And he's uh, pretty much a tax guy now. Hey, Kevin, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am great. And uh, anybody listening, if you file the tax extension, uh, you've got one day left. Uh, you know, we're right at the end of that uh, time to get your tax returns done. So, so yeah. I know some other people in your shoes as well. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, you, un unfortunately, well, yeah, it's a fact of life. I mean, you know, we love the IRS, you know that, right? Oh God. Yes. I, I write them every week. <laughs> of <Yeah>. course. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so, you know, I you send them a birthday card. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, um, so, you know, you mentioned in the opening there about, uh, you know, inflation and, and it's certainly higher and people are talking about it. People are concerned about it. 5.4% rise in this consumer price index in the last year. That's the biggest rise in almost 13 years. Kevin, that, that is kind of startling, isn't it? It it really is. You know, that's a big that's the biggest jump, like you mentioned, in, in over a decade that we've seen, and and you can see it in other areas. Where I'm gonna I'm gonna say, you know what, I, I'm questioning whether 5.4 is accurate. Uh, now, now I, I like to tell everybody, you really have your own personal inflation rate, all depending on what you consume. You know, so in other words, it all depends on what you buy. Um, if if you're doing a lot of you know if you're going uh, doing a lot of traveling, for instance, and renting a lot of cars. Your inflation lately is a heck of a lot higher than 5.4% because rental car costs have gone through the roof, mm -hmm. you know? And so depending on what you actually purchase and use in your daily life, you know, that's your own personal inflation rate. I, I think it's up, to me, it feels like it's up higher than 5.5%, um, you, you know, but it's still a big number. And, and the fact of the matter is anybody on a fixed income that's retired um, and doesn't get a significant jump in the amount of your income you know, that's going to take away your buying power, right? And, uh, you know, the good news is Social Security did just announce one of the biggest increases in, in your Social Security check. If you are collecting your Social Security check, uh, that's estimated at about, at about a 6% increase. Yeah, that's amazing. I saw that. That just came out this week. It, it just came out. And, and I think what they're doing, they're, they're looking at the 5.4% rise in the CPI. And they're saying, you know what, I, their indicators, you know, that's what their indicators are telling them. So, it's not like they have a choice is my point. They didn't, the government didn't just get generous and say, Hey guys, we know it's going fast. <laughs> no, it's a requirement. Okay. They right. have to pass, they have to pass that along and, and uh, don't shoot the messenger here guys. Um, but unfortunately I'm hearing that the cost of the Medicare plan that's included in your social security that they pay for, you know, they deduct that amount from your check. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that's going to have a five or 6% jump too. Oh man. But isn't the rule that it can't exceed what uh, the, the uh, COLA was? Yeah, that's right. It cannot set you back. In other words, so get, you, the get you close to that, though. 
they don't mind keeping in the same spot, right? <laughs> they don't yeah. seem to have a problem with that. Right. When uh, will that come out officially? Do you know? You know what? I don't know the exact date, but I I, I believe it's going to come out within the next two weeks. By okay. the end of the you know by the end of the month or so. Sure. Well, um, I mean, but again, you know, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say when we're sitting here talking about inflation, guys, the reason why is that your your time in retirement has gotten so long, right? You know, a lot a lot of you might know, for instance, that. Um, you know, when uh, when FDR and the Democrats put Social Security in place in the 1930s, I think life expectancy was like 60, 61, 62, you know, and your benefit, you couldn't really claim your benefit until after you had to outlive your life expectancy in order to claim Social Security when they first put it in place back in the in the 30s. All right. But now our life expectancy has grown so much further um, that now you could be looking at a 30, you know, 30 year retirement. Or more. I mean, I, I tell you what. I know some some guys that retired as uh, firemen and policemen. <laughs> you know that uh, they're and they're, they're doing just fine, by the way, because they've got great pensions. Uh, but they're looking. They could see a 40, 45, 50 year retirement. Right. It's really incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Well, I got a friend that's yeah. in, in Phoenix, and he was an EMT for for years. But then, you know, after twenty, he just walked away, and he was barely fifty years old. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. I mean, I've I've met some folks, and and guys, if there's anybody young. Listening, you know, meaning you're in your 20s, you might want to think about a career, you know, in, in service, so to speak, um, because I tell you what, the, I've, met, I've met a lot of policemen, a lot of firemen that have six, you know, they have six figure pensions. You know, in other words, 100 grand, their pension is $100,000 or more, and they're retired in their 50s. A lot of them in the early 50s. Yeah, that's like my friend Danny. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's and, and they get cost of living increases, too. Wow. Yeah, so you're it's, right. It's a, yeah, that's exactly right. Think about that, folks. I mean, I would just say to I would just say to consider it, right? As yes. you're thinking about everything else, I know it's hard when you're a young person. You know, when you're in your 20s, I was like this too. It's very difficult to think and to imagine your retirement. You know, when when you're 25 years old, um, you know. But I would really strongly anybody that's that's young look into the government, look into the government jobs if you're looking for employment. Uh, a lot of them have age limits, is the reason why I say in your 20s. I believe you can get them in your 30s too. Um, and that's a great segue, by the way. Anybody that's young that has military experience, you, you you should definitely look into a government job. Military is a great setup to get a job in law enforcement, for instance. Sure. All right. So I got got a, got a little bit off track here. But, well, that's uh, okay. Well, let me tell you what the military wasn't. I started good for is, is a job in television or radio. Because that's what I did when I was in the army, and I got out, and then I'm still doing this, you know. Yeah, hey, look at that! <laughs> look at that, right? Yeah. So you, you, you know, so uh, it, it can work out pretty well, I guess. I guess so. The, yeah. uh, the so we're talking about inflation and what it's doing, and uh, you know, we mentioned Social Security and the in the cost of living adjustment that just was announced. But but again, there's something called the Senior Citizens League. Uh, tell me what they said. You know what the Senior Citizens League is saying that uh, people that have been on Social Security. Uh, have basically lost a third of their buying powers in the last 20 years or so since 2000. And, and it's, and it's what we were talking about a minute ago. Um, You know, I personally am of the opinion that they, that the government now call me crazy, but I think the government deliberately underestimates it because they know it costs a lot of money to, to provide this. And, and we all know that that this nation has a lot of debt. And, and so there's a lot of folks that don't want to see, you know, social security increase, let alone some of them don't even want it to continue. Because, you know, but that's a whole other story. Um, but you know what? It is it is a large expenditure. It does not keep up with what I believe is your true rate of inflation. And so what that means is that we've all got to have other sources of income, right? We've got to have other ways to generate the income that we need once you retire, because then your paycheck, your, right, that paycheck is done. And, uh, you, you know, so 
So you want to make sure you think about what you're going to be looking at down the road. Don't just look at your expenses today is, is really the moral of the story, right? Mm -hmm. it, because that 60 grand that you're making today or the 60 grand that you're, you know, the income that you're bringing in 5,000 a month, uh, it, it, 60,000 income today. Do you know in 20 years how much money that would take to replace that 60,000 in buying power? Because the answer is over 100 grand. It's oh my closer gosh. To, it's closer to 110, right? It's like 108 and change in just 20 years. So, so that's why we've, we talk so much about inflation and that's why I talk so much about, you know, having additional sources of income uh, that you know will be coming you, to you in the future. And so, for instance, one thing that I like to do, I think this is a great time when you look at laddering your portfolio. So, so let's say, you know, we, a lot of us have heard about laddering bonds. And what that means is that you buy, you buy different, different bonds that have different maturity dates. So in other words, one would come due in three years, maybe one in five, another one in seven, another one in 10 or so, something like that. So you can take advantage of the current, of the, you know, current economic environment at that time and then hopefully reinvest the money at a higher interest rate. Um, but you do the same thing. I can do the same thing. And I do it quite often uh, with folks looking for guaranteed income. And what I do is I use annuities for that guaranteed income. You know, we can do it any number of different ways, but the way that I structure them is, is with the idea behind it that down the road, every couple of years, we we essentially turn on the faucet for another annuity stream, if you will. Okay. Um, you know, so that you have that extra money coming in. You know, so every few years you get an extra couple hundred dollars or an extra couple thousand or whatever the numbers make sense for you. But we can set it up that way so you know you have this money coming in, so that you can offset the cost. You know, the rising cost of inflation because we know it's going to keep on going higher over time. Right. So, I mean, again, those are the kinds of things that you do that, that are that are fairly unique. Not all advisors approach, you know, retirement planning and income planning the way you do. No. And I, th and I think that's a big disservice. You know, if you guys aren't, if, if your advisor is not having a conversation with you about inflation, you, you, you know, you might want to look elsewhere because that's, that's uh, you know, a big red flag in my view, because the fact is one of the first things we like to talk about you know, is what is, is simply your monthly, you know, your income statement, or, or we look at your balance sheet. In other words, we look at your assets, your liabilities, and we're looking at your cash flow, how much money is coming in and your expenses, how much money is going out. And, and I want to look personally, I think you should look at everything. And I, I mean, I've had some people leave off food and, and I say, <laughs> guys, you, you, I mean, you're not going to stop. Are you going to stop eating? Because it's, that's not going to uh, happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So everything you, I, I like to know everything. So money you spend on your pets, money you spend on travel, on golf, if you like to go to the casino. And if you're successful, fantastic. But, but let's say you've got a budget where you can afford to lose, I don't know, a couple of grand a month, whatever the number is. We want to factor all of that in so that everything you like to do and every, everything you like to do in your spare time, you know, when you're retired, when, when, you're full, when you're full time, spare time is retirement, you're going to need cash, right? You're going to need money to do things you want to do. And, 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 if you're like me, you want to know you got money to do everything you want without having to worry about whether the stock market is up or down for the day or the week or the year. Right. Well, when you talked about annuities and, and turning on various income streams, how are annuities or are annuities affected by inflation? Well, I tell you that, you know what, that's a good question. And, and the, the, the way that they're going to be affected by inflation would simply be the same way the, that like cash in your pocket is, is affected by inflation. Just doesn't In other as much. It, it doesn't buy as much, you know, it, it just doesn't. And, and one of the first things that I think everybody should, should, I believe should admit is that none of us know what rate of inflate, what the rate of inflation is going to be. You know, maybe we can guess what it'll be for the next couple of years, 
But beyond that, it's really anybody's guess. There's just too many, there's too many geopolitical factors and, and too many other things going on in the world um, that I, I think, I'm, it's my opinion, it's impossible to know. So I think you're much better off forecasting a higher rate of inflation, maybe forecast 3% on average going forward indefinitely. And then look at your plan when you say, you know what, maybe I'll drop that to two or maybe I'll bump that to five. Guys, you should look at the numbers because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, as a person that does this on a regular basis, you'll be shocked at the difference it makes over time, over 10, 15, 20, 30 years, just the difference of a half a point or 1% inflation makes a huge impact over time. So, so you really want to run the numbers and run different scenarios. You know, you want to run and look at different scenarios so you know how, how, how things will be impacted so that you can, so we can plan accordingly, right? So we can right. set everything up, make sure you're covered no matter what happens. I like the sound of that. And, and again, that's one of the things that you you help folks understand and, and can sort of nudge them along in the right direction, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I like the word nudge, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be too pushy with somebody. It's just uh, like a gentle reminder, if you will, you know, and and I, I think one of the best things, though, you can do is, you know, when you're five or 10 years away from retirement is a sit down with an advisor. If you haven't already uh, sit down, you know, let's talk. Let's go through some different scenarios and, and then we can see if you're on track, right? And, and we can talk about some different solutions that might help you, you know, get to where you want to be. And, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways. For instance, I talk about using annuities uh, for additional income in retirement, but it doesn't have to be a situation, you know, like there's one thing, guys, there's a lot of different types of annuities out there. Okay. A lot, a lot of variations, a lot of different types. You can't lump them all together any, any more so than you would say, you know, every, all, all cars are the same. All right. You know, there's all sorts of different models, different styles, right. Two door, four door and all this other stuff and dip, and a million variations with different vehicles. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very similar with annuities. They're, they're not all the same. They've got some common characteristics, but you don't have to have an, have an expensive one and pay a lot of fees. One of the things that I like to do is use a low cost or actually no cost product that guarantees the safety of your money, gives you good growth potential, and, and then we don't put a rider on that that costs us money for guaranteed income. A lot of times what I do is I just take the withdrawals, take the free withdrawals. And I, I've seen a lot more growth out of individuals' accounts because when you slap on that rider, and I'm getting a little deep in the woods here, but what happens with most companies is they lower your growth potential by lowering the caps. Okay? okay. So if you're, not having that, if you're not having that conversation when somebody's suggesting, let's say, an annuity to you, you want to step back because you want to make sure you're looking at both sides of that coin, right? Right. Of course. But, but the point is, is, you know, you, you see things, you see things very differently than, than a lot of advisors do. And I know I just said that, but it's so true. And that's, I think why your clients are with you for 10, 20, 25 years. I, you know what? I appreciate that, Steve. And, and that's one thing I really feel good about. You know, I, I started in the business in 1990 and a lot of the clients from the nineties are still with me. Um, you know, I moved from uh, Illinois to Arizona just over 10 years ago, and all of my clients from Illinois are still with me. And, and most of them, you know, have been a client for 15 or 20 years. And, uh, and, but I'm also, you know, I've met a lot of folks in Arizona, which is, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to having a long relationship with them too. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, and I think everybody, okay, of course I'm biased, but, but I tell you what, when I've got had a relationship, relationship with somebody for a long time, that gives me much more confidence in, in, in knowing that person. In other words, knowing what types of things the person is looking for, their goals, their objectives, their risk tolerance, and, 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 a, and a lot of other things too. You know, People will tell you a lot of personal things about their family, and so they become friends. 
and and I think anybody looking for an advisor, you should really, to me, you should be looking for somebody that you can work with for at least the next 10 years, if not, if not, you know, 15, 20, 30 years or longer, because having that relationship is going to work, is going to benefit you both tremendously. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. Let's talk about stress for a second. Stress testing our portfolio. That's something, that's a term I've heard you use. And right now it seems to be, would seem to me to be a good time to put my portfolio through a stress test to make sure it can survive, you know, the added inflation, the, the, you know, everything in flux, so to speak. Yeah. And and you know what that is? That is something that, uh, uh, that I do like to do. And I do have, and we've got software programs, guys. These are software programs that I use like, like, like a lot of things out there in the world. Uh, the technology we have is amazing. You know, we didn't have this, you know, when I started in my career, since I was just talking about that, right? Uh, but you know, and, and nothing like it, right. We didn't, you know, anyway, well, there were barely down, computers at that point. We're barely computers. I, re- I don't think I'd send an email until like 1996 or 97. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you, you, you know, so it was mid nineties somewhere. I'm like, what an email, how do you do that? You know? So, so anyway, we've come a long way, right? Um, you know, and the software programs have come a long way too. And so we can run these scenarios where you say, you know what? What if we have another world war? What if we have another recession? What if we have another great housing crisis? You know, there's a lot of scenarios that have taken place around the world and domestically, right? That have caused major havoc in the markets over the last 100 years or so, or, or I guess since the day, you know, since, since day one, um, you know? And, and so you, you probably want to know, you know, uh, what would happen to your portfolio? Because because it can really open your eyes in a lot of cases. A lot of folks don't realize how much risk they're really taking with their portfolio, and and it's because we've we've been in ma- mostly good markets since what oh eight oh nine yeah for um, years. Yeah, you, you know we've had a couple of corrections, but they've all been really brief. You know, I mean we we I don't think we've had a a, a down market. You know, a calendar year that was down. Uh, you know, in quite a while, maybe by more than like maybe 1%. Right. Uh, you know, so I think, so, so to me, that means that people might not, not everybody, 
prob- most likely everybody does not have a realistic expectation of how their portfolio is going to perform because they've only seen it perform in good times. And there, there was some research came out in the last few weeks, uh, for instance, talking about all the, uh, 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 like a lot of the Robin Hood customers. And, and they tend to be a much younger demographic. And um, they're, they're not investing large amounts of money, but they're investing what they can afford. So it's important to them, I'm sure. And, and the thing is that uh, there's some fear about, or some concern, I guess I should say, about how are they going to react in a bad market? You know? and, and is that going to become a contagion? And so I think it's important as you get close to retirement you know, to look at these things and, and let us run some stress tests. You know? So you can see, you know, here's scenario A, B, and C, and, and we can go further than that too. You know? And it's just like, it's similar to what I was talking about a few minutes ago, saying when, when you're doing projections, and we, when we do projections, you know, like for income planning, things like that, um, what we want to make sure we look at are the different scenarios with different interest rates and different inflation rates, right, that we talked about a few minutes ago. So, so that's kind of like a stress test. What you're doing is you're running a different scenario and you're proposing a different hypothetical scenario for the computer to then deliberate and spit on an answer and say, you know what, you know, this, this can be a very drastic, differently different outcome than if, than if it had went, you know, if the world went a different direction. Of right? course, yes. And, and so I think it, I think it's good just to open up your eyes. If you haven't seen it, you really should take a look at it because it can be very eye-opening. I mean, you'd be amazed. The difference between, let's say, 2% and 4% inflation. The difference that'll have on your portfolio over 20, 30 years is, is, is pretty large. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. 800-975-6717 is the number, folks. 800-975-6717. I also encourage you to visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out. You can connect with Kevin right there as well. And, you know, the, one of the things that, you know, you were you were talking about in terms of inflation is, um, I mean, I, like you said, we can't, we don't know what that's going, we don't know what inflation is going to do. But then, you know, you look at the market. This has been a weird week at the market. It's been mostly down, right? Yeah, it has. Except today, it, it, the S&P is closed higher. Than, this is Thursday. The, the yeah. S&P closed higher than the highest since March. We had one of the best days we've had in, in many months lately. <laughs> and, it's just uh, so weird. It's it's crazy, right? It, this it, is not you know, this is not normal behavior, is it? I mean, in no. your thirty years doing this, you, have you ever seen a market this crazy? It, it feels more crazy than uh, you know. <laughs> feels like it's being more crazy than I guess the normal crazy. That makes any because <laughs> it's always crazy. I get it's it. always yeah. a little bit nutty. You know, yeah, right. it's always you know a little bit. You know, I, I always say the market has multiple personalities. You know, yes. and and depend depending on the mood of the day. You know, today is, oh, let's, everything is fantastic. The world is coming back. The economy is coming back. And you know what this reaction to, guys? Um, my, my opinion is that the rally we saw today is because of what, what Biden and the administration did with getting the, which, which I had no idea these guys weren't already doing it, but it took him and the president and the administration to get the ports to stay open and to work 24-7. I mean, were these guys shutting down at 3 o'clock or something? Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know because, I, I mean, I'm – Call me, call me crazy, but I thought they would have already been doing that. Well, that's so, what I thought all along too, and I heard that story. Yeah, you know that's exactly what I said. Is well, wait a minute, you guys weren't already doing that, so I don't know if this. My bet is that there are the union rules. I bet that's, there's some th- sort of. That's exactly what it was. I dug a little deep. I dug into it a little bit. That's exactly what it was. But okay. the, but the all rest right. of the world operates twenty four seven in that in that capacity. Yeah. That's the weird so, part. For for sure, and when you're talking about we're talking about like the port in L.A. or Long Beach. Um, and, and these, which are some handles, uh, I mean, I mean, these are, I, I think the statistic is something 
like half of all the cargo come through these ports. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's a large, large amount. And, and I don't know why it took an, a, a president, you know, to step in or administration to step in to do that. But the good news is that now things should start getting, you know, that supply chain bottlenecks that everybody's been hearing about. Those things should be clearing up. And I believe that's the reason why the market rallied today is because right today, today feels like a great day where everything is getting back to normal. And, you know, so let's make some money in the market. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so that leads me into, uh, so pure growth, uh, you know, this yes. is this, I know that you've been a little, you know, sort of taken aback, not, that's probably the wrong word. You've just been not terribly excited, but not unexcited. Yes. No, that's right. I, I, I say, I, I say I've been cautious, you know, I've been cautious. cautious that's the word. And, Thank you. <laughs> and, and yeah, sure. Sure. And, and, you know, it's a lot of things. There's seasonal weakness, but but also what we're looking at is the market had a, a fantastic performance the first, what, four months of the year or something, had gangbuster performance. And it's just, and when you see that, for a guy that watches, you know, person that watches the market all the time, you, you know, it's not normal. Right. And, and, and so anytime something like that happens, I say, you know, it, a lot of times, like in technical analysis, when something breaks out, something rallies, a lot of uh, technicians, market technicians, so to speak, are expecting what they call a 50% retracement. In other words, so something jumps 20%, they think it's probably going to give back 10% before it turns around and maybe goes on to new highs. And and it's a very common thought process uh, in in that area in, in you know technical analysis. And and so what I'm looking at, I was looking at the great gains for the year. I'm looking at a high valuation. The market was trading at a higher valuation than if you look back in history, than really we'd ever traded at except for the 2000 you know, 19 in the late nineties before the 2000 bear market. So when I look at all these things and then, and then you look at trading patterns where the market broke below 50 day moving average, and then was getting ready to break below the hundred day average, which, which is the last hundred day trend of the market. Type, a lot of us don't like to see that because it indicates a disruption in the trend. And it indicates if it's sustained with high volume, it could indicate a reversal of the trend. So in other words, when we see these things in the market, the reason I became cautious is because of the earlier fundamental things I mentioned, you know, high valuation, in other words, and then from a technical standpoint, breaking below support levels. And so those are, in my opinion, pretty significant changes that we could have been seeing, um, you know, but it's hard to forecast these things. And depending on the news of the day, the news of the week, you know, it's hard to know how the market's going to react. But those are the reasons why I was getting cautious. Sure. And and again, that that's a smart that's a smart way to look at things. And so with the with the market sort of rallying today, do you do you, do you get the sense that it that'll might continue it, into tomorrow? Yeah, you, you know, tomorrow tomorrow is really the the under, you know, the million dollar question right now. Yeah, okay. Um you, you know what my I feel I feel like the if the rally continues in the market, I think it's going to fade by the end of the day. Um, I would expect my expectation is to see the market give back a little bit of the gain we saw today. Okay. Uh, you, you know, and, and that might be a good time to add or to add to your positions and guess And anybody, I'm not talking about retirement or long-term investing, anybody doing that, just stick with your plan. You know, if you're doing the weekly or monthly investing, stick with it. That is a great way to accumulate wealth. Um, this is only from a short-term trading perspective that I'm looking at. And part of it, if I'm being honest, you know, this portfolio has had a 30, we're sitting on a 35% gain for the year. So if I stay in cash the rest of the year, I'm probably still going to beat the market. So, you know, you know, the market being up about, I think, 16, 17%, maybe 18% right now. Um, I'd have to double check those numbers. Um, but we had a pretty significant lead on the market. Yeah. And so I look at that and I say, you know what? There's, I don't see anything wrong. If I finish the year with a 35% gain, I think I'm going to be pretty happy. 
so so we so we I haven't think so uh, too i would be you know, yeah so so that's so that's where we're at i do think it's showing that this is a it's a valid way of of choosing a stack and I, and i'm not suggesting that people put a bunch of money into this high growth portfolio because it's very aggressive and it's very concentrated the reason i kept it so concentrated is because i'm trying to demonstrate the value of the stock selection that it, that my method generates and I, and and this portfolio seemed like a really good way to do it and um, so far, I think it's working out. I think so, too. So well, yeah. let's talk about interest rates. Let's talk about home prices. And so I'm reading conflicting things. Interest rates, they say, are rising. Mortgage rates are rising. But but housing is still just going through the roof. I mean, the, the values are just going through the roof. The, is that a good combination? You know what I, I never like personally. I never like to see things you know appreciate too too fast. Yeah, you know maybe, exactly. maybe that's maybe that sounds crazy, but but generally when they go up too fast, they're gonna they're, they're gonna come down. You know you don't you know because you don't have time to build support. You know like a foundation. We want to build a foundation. We want it to be like a stair step. You know yeah. go up a little bit and then go sideways a little while. Go up a little bit, go sideways. Maybe go down a little bit and then come back up. You know and and so that's really the stair step pattern is really what you want to see. Because because you've got all sorts of different traders, right? You got short term traders. You got my, I mean, you got people that are doing what they call flash trading that literally set up their office close to the stock exchange to increase the speed of their computer routers and their network because they're trying to execute trades and a half a second makes a difference to these folks. Oh my gosh, so, really? You, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. And so you've got so you've got all of these things, the, these uh, folks that are trading on all sorts of different strategies all around the world. And then you've also got, you know, retail investors that are long-term investors. You've got insurance companies and, you know, pension plans and like, like for instance, the education plans, you know, like the school, the school education plans are some of the biggest institutional investors in the world. They generally have a longer term perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, my, my point being is that there's so many different uh, currents, you know, cross currents flowing. It's really difficult, you know, to, 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 to predict what's going to happen in, you know, in one, two, three days, a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's why that's why most people focus, you know, advisors say focus on the long term. Yes. Because generally over time, the market's always gone back to a new high. Right. Right. Well, you make a good point, you know, because things happen so quickly worldwide. And so something that happens in, you know, Greece affects the market in New York in real it, time. It's it's amazing. That's something I've talked a lot about is that because we know things right. We, I mean, 30 years ago. You know, the news flow wasn't as fast. We oh didn't my have gosh, face, all. Facebook, you know, so we didn't have social media. We didn't have, everyone didn't have a computer on their phone, right? right. And and we didn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> and so, or maybe maybe about 30 years ago, we did. We had those big brick ones. Yeah, it was know. about 30, 300 uh, pounds and permanently installed <laughs> in your car. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. They were huge. They were huge. You know, but talking about interest rates in the real estate market, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day that that owns a rental property. And, and it's my opinion, like Arizona, the, the housing market has gone through the roof. And, and it's been fantastic appreciation. Um, I think if you're thinking about selling, now is a great time to sell. Um, if you're thinking about buying personally, I, I'd, I'd probably wait a little bit. I, I feel like the market's gotten a little frothy. And, uh, you, you know, and with interest rates rising, logically, you would think home sales would slow down because, you know, that the interest, mortgage rates are tied to rising interest rates, of right? Of course, yes. You know, so I would think that would put a damper on the market. But I think I think part of what's happening is that home sales for the last several years, um, you know, there's a lot of folks, for instance, a lot of the 20-somethings were moving back home with mom and dad when they graduated college, right? And 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 so I think a lot of those folks with everything that's happened uh, with the government programs that have helped the people that were unemployed, 
as well as well as folks going back to work, I, I, I think a lot of folks have saved. I think there's a lot of cash that has been saved over the last year. And so I believe that's what's driving the housing boom. And that I mean, and that makes perfect sense. And and like you said, if you were looking to sell, probably a good time. But if you got to buy another place in the process, probably yeah. ought to think long and hard about that. It, it's yeah, you do. You know, that's something I talked to my wife about. I said, I said, you know, we can make some money, sell our house, but but you got to live somewhere, right? Yes, of course. And, and and so that's what I said. It's like, well, I guess if you go into a you know if you're going to a totally different housing market, you know, like a lot of folks here came from California. And because the California real estate market has, you know, spent along the coast yeah. has, has just been, you know, I know there's a lot of people who made fortunes uh, in their ho- houses in the California, in the California market. And then you could sell something there for a million dollars. You could probably come here and buy it for, you know, probably buy it for half a million. And, and so a lot of folks do that. And, and so, uh, so it depends on the markets you're in, if you're changing markets, things like that. But if you're staying in the same market, you know, maybe you'd be better off staying where you are. Maybe, just, maybe that's why remodeling, you know, a lot of people have renovated and remodeled their house. Uh, as opposed to moving, they're saying, you know, let's just spend some money, stay where we are. Let's just make it a little nicer. Okay. Well, I mean, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be, I think it's better. I, I, I'd hate to see, I don't, I never like to see, you know, and, and the other thing though is if, you, if you're doing remodeling and renovation, I'm hoping that you're using cash. In other words, cash in your pocket as opposed to taking cash out through a refinance of your loan. All right. I don't like the people, I, I don't recommend the, taking cash out of the, through a refinance because you're just extending the amount of time it's going to take you to pay back and pay off that loan. Which means you're spending that much more money on interest charges, right? And and I'd rather I'd rather eliminate interest charges. Well, yeah, I mean, again, if you're 15 years into a 30 year mortgage and you refinance, suddenly you're looking at 30 years again. That's that's right. And if you, so, if you do refinance, you should try to keep it the same, you know, the same payoff date. You know, so in that scenario, maybe take out a 15 year loan. Don't get a 30 year loan because then then you'll have roughly the same payout date. Okay. All right. You know, so, so, so I just I just think it's a I think I think in the best scenario, what everybody should strive for is having no debt. When, when you're retired, ideally having no debt, you know, 10, 15 years before you're retired. And that's how you can really sock away, put away a lot of money. Um, but I think it's a, I don't think it's a great idea to have debt in retirement. I think that's just, that's just another, uh, it's just another hurdle you're going to have to overcome. Yeah. Well, folks, if you want to have that conversation with Kevin, he'd love to hear from you. 800-975-6717. Also visit silverleaffinancial.com. You can connect with Kevin there as well. That website has got a lot of great information and it's constantly updated. Your blog out there, Kevin, all of the things that you do on that is, uh, is just worth visiting. That's worth a bookmark, as they say. Hey, hey, there you go. Yeah, please, but please bookmark it. Check it out. You know, there's a lot of resources, a lot of information. We've got all the podcasts up there, uh, as well as a lot of information on retirement accounts, IRAs, blogs, uh, videos, you name it. Uh, by all means, stop by and take a look. I think you'll like it. All right. Well, folks, uh, um, boy, we this kind of went by really quickly today, Kevin. What do you, uh, what What's your takeaway? Is it just kind of get out of debt? Well, you know, you know what? I don't think that's a bad suggestion. I think, uh, I think if you've got extra cash in your pocket, I think, I think take two thirds of it and save it for retirement, put it away. Maybe just take a third of it and have some fun or blow it on, on something crazy. But, but uh, you know, let's keep on building up that nest egg, guys. You'll be very glad you did by the time you get to retirement. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. 
There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and, invest- security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decision.